0: Welcome back everyone to the 15th episode of The Young Pyramid. Wait, 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 I can't even count. 16th! The... 16th! 16th! Welcome back everyone, 16th episode of The Young Pyramid's podcast today. That's regiment... Yeah, we're actually getting somewhere. We've had a lot Kinda. of time on our hands, Charlie. Right, okay. Corona.
1: I
2: see how it is.
0: Yeah. Okay. Anyways, today we're talking about the Ruthless Regiment deck. So Commander Twenty is just around the corner. Um, as soon as we can jump over the wall that is COVID nineteen. So May fifteenth, I want to say, is the C twenty release. Um, anyways, this is the Modu Human Tribal deck headed up by Jarena Kudro, and uh, I had to my,
1: say, I have to say, when we were going over it, um, I. Started to like the deck a lot more than I did initially.
0: Yeah, same. We were we were just going over this earlier this afternoon. And we're like, hey, this deck isn't trash. Uh, then That's again, right. we did to... kind of
1: the. Okay, then Charlie again, right. we did kind of revamp it.
0: We 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 did make it a lot better with our ten upgraded codes so this deck kind of has a minor sub theme of aristocrats but um miles why don't you read jarina Kudro for us though jarina jarina
1: Kudro is one a red a white and a black for a 3-3 legendary creature human soldier when jarina Kudro enters the battlefield create a 1-1 white human soldier creature token for each time you've cast the commander from the command zone this game that's not what we care about though what we care about is other humans you control get plus 2 plus 0
0: Yep, and uh, three three. So yeah, uh, I said that. Oh, okay, sorry, I missed that.
1: And the first card that we are going to get rid of is going to make Charlie cry a little bit. It is parasitic impetus.
0: But first, we're going to read the backup commanders because we forgot to do that last episode. We're not going to do it again. Okay. Uh, well, okay. first read, the read commander. Wait, hold on. Okay. Ho-
1: ho- hold your horses! Aren't we getting rid of one of them? <laughs> We didn't okay. say anything. Okay, so this uh, first, it's the editing wizard.
0: No, oh, wait. Okay, weird stuff is happening with a uh, uh, outline because people start editing stuff and then stuff goes weird. All right. Anyways, uh, our first backup commander is Kelsey in the Plague. Kelsey in the yeah. Plague is a red, a white, and a black for a legendary creature, human assassin, vigilance, haste, two-two. It has plus one, plus one for each experience counter you have. And also as tap, deal one damage to a uh, target creature you don't control. And when that creature dies this turn, you get an experience counter. I'm going to close my window because it's kind of windy.
2: Uh, yep. Yeah, so, okay. Kelsian is basically like Tim, but it's the he Isn't gets it the bigger. only
1: experience counter thing in C20 slash Ikoria?
2: Yep. yes so he's interesting but uh we'll get to talking him about him more in depth a little bit later in the episode There's no foreshadowing or of any kind there but um we also have commanders or partner okay. com- the commanders as do all the other uh decks okay. so in this in this deck the partners are trin champion of freedom and Silvar, Devourer of the Free. So Trin is 3 into white for a 3-3 three, three Legendary Creature Human Soldier. Partner with Silvar. At the beginning of your end step, if you attack this turn, create a 1-1 White Human Soldier Creature Token. And then Silvar, on the other hand, is 3 a black and a red for a 4-2 four, t- four, Legendary Creature Cat Nightmare. Partner with Trin and Menace. And then has the activated ability: sacrifice a human, put a plus one plus one counter on Silvar Devourer of the of the Free. It gains indestructible until end of turn. So
0: it, it, these um, are pretty yeah, cool. Yeah,
2: they're they're pretty cool. They work very well together,
0: and, and they work well with the deck.
2: Yeah. Not only do these create humans, they can do stuff all by themselves, but. They create humans and they sacrifice them, which is kind of everything the deck wants to be doing, in tribal and aristocrats.
0: So these are pretty cool. These are pretty cool. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep these in the deck, unlike other. Uh, sort of oh. Plates. <clears throat> uh, uh, yeah. All right.
1: Should I reannounce parasitic impetus or no?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, parasitic impetus.
1: All right. The first card we are going to get rid of is going to make Charlie shed a few tears. It is Parasitic Impetus. Solving. <sighs> We're sorry, Charlie. It's okay.
0: It's okay. No, His baby.
1: This time we did baby. keep in uh, uh, is, two, is, two of it. the impetuses. We only this got rid of one. Right one.
0: Charlie equals slightly more happy.
1: And we kept in the other two impetuses. Impetote. Impetai.
0: Impetuous. <laughs> Impetuous. Impetuous.
1: Uh Should oh. we read the other two Impetuses because they haven't showed up yet The impetus Not parasitic but like uh, Martial impetus and shiny impetus
0: Yeah cause we haven't We haven't read them yet go ahead and read the impetote Impetai Ezra Okay, shiny <laughs>
1: impetus. Shiny impetus is two and a red for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus two, plus two, and is goaded. Uh, whenever enchanted creature attacks, you get you create a treasure token. It has tap, sacrifices artifact, and one man of any color. Personally, I think this is a shared opinion. Uh, this is the best impetus.
0: Yeah,
1: like I unconditionally.
0: Think I, I think Charlie agrees as well because it ramps you.
1: Like, maybe you could argue that one of the other ones is better in a certain circumstance, but, like, as an overall, I'd say Shiny and is the best.
2: Yeah, I like I like Shiny's art. I think Shiny and Psychic are both good.
0: Yeah, Psychic, Psy- 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 I think, is the next best after Shiny. It, it's the one that scries you too, and then Parasitic yeah. is fine, and then the last two are, like, kind of meh. Yeah, however... Piracy
2: and Marshall just feel kind of weak, and they—they're—I mean, they're—they're they're fine. They still goad, but their effect, their secondary effect, feels a lot weaker than the other. Impetus is.
0: I wish Predatory Impetus did the same thing, but it only gave plus two, plus two, but then also was only three mana. I just feel like five mana makes it hard to put in any decks. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I do. Right. I do like a lot of these uh the impetuses just in specific decks Speak, like i think uh, they're, i think they're good codes but the other not impetus
1: great. is yeah. martial impetus it's two and a white for an enchantment aura enchant creature enchanted creature gets plus 1 plus 1 uh and is goaded whenever enchanted creature attacks each other creature that's attacking uh one of your opponents gets plus 1 plus 1 until end of the turn
0: yeah, so you can use it and then buff your own creatures with it because um because you're attacking that opponent. See, it seems pretty good. Yeah. Oh, for this for this deck specifically.
1: Right. Circumstantially, uh, yeah. like, it's good, but like in just a generic deck it's not the best.
0: Right, right, right. So it specifically in aggro decks, Martial Impetus is quite good because we're gonna be attacking with the creatures anyways. Right. So yeah, I, I think it's fine. Alright. So we are putting in for parasitic impetus Judith the Scourge Diva. Judith is one black and a red for a creature a legendary creature human shaman. 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 Other shaman. creatures you control get plus one, plus zero. And whenever a non token creature you control dies, Judith the Scourge Diva deals one damage to any target. It's shaman it's shaman i looked it up I'll, I'll i'll look it up again
1: i i know that you're right but like it doesn't sound as good as shaman so it's shaman i look up
0: i look up shaman and it gives me covid 19 alert i think they're doing i, I don't know what they uh are specifically choosing to put the covid 19 alert on everything for, yeah kind of All right. Wait, quiet, quiet. Shaman. Shaman. It's
1: Shaman. No. (laughs) It's It's gross. Shaman. Shaman. I hear it, Ezra. Thank you.
0: Shaman. Ezra, did
1: you read Judith?
0: Yeah, I read Judith. Oh, oh, maybe I didn't finish reading Judith. You Judith, did not finish reading. Other Judith. creatures, other creatures you control get plus one plus zero, and whenever a non-token creature you control dies, Judith the Scourge Diva deals one damage to any target. It goes well. This
1: being a commander.
0: Oh yeah, no, this is a pretty decent commander that people build around. Um, but this is another aristocrat style type commander, but we like it in the ninety nine, and um. Yeah, it seems pretty good for just being in the ninety nine. Will let us do stuff when our tokens die, and that is something we're shooting. That is something that we're shooting to do.
1: Then it'll be plus three plus Right,
0: Right, right. So all of our human tokens running around are going to be four ones, which is quite useful.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Judith is Judith is just a really solid card, and Judith is super super cheap. Because she was just printed as a bulk rare in Guilds of Ravnica. Or Ravnica Allegiance, which is pretty nice.
0: Yeah, Yeah. so Judith is part of the Rakdos, the cult of Rakdos. The cult of chaos. The cult of chaos, and they don't like justice. So they get rid of justice, just like we're getting rid of justice. In Vigilant Justice.
1: We're also getting rid of the bad segues. Charlie... Why don't you read Vigil- Vigilant Justice? Yeah, so I I believe Vigilante. This is
2: Vigilante.
0: Vigilante Justice. Vigilante Justice.
2: Uh Vigilante Justice is three in a red for an enchantment from Avis Restored. Whenever a human enters the battlefield under your control, Vigilante Justice deals one damage to target creature or player. So um this is Okay. It pings every time a human enters the battlefield. This is decent, but I mean, it's four mana, and for f- a four mana enchantment, you'd really hope you're doing more than Vigilante Justice does. One damage yeah, I- is not really enough to make a huge impact to the game, and it's not like it's a repeatable thing, like Tim or something. You have to keep making humans, and it doesn't do anything by itself. And so there's, you know, there's just better cards or better four-man enchantments that we can play that have a greater impact for us. Uh, such as...
1: Outlaw's Merriment. It for is room. one, yeah. a red, white, white for an enchantment, and at the beginning of your upkeep, choose one. Choose one at random. Create a red and white creature token with these characteristics. Uh, it can either be a 3-1 Human Warrior with Trample and Haste, it can be a 2-1 Human Human Cleric with Lifelink and Haste, or it can be a 1-2 Human Rogue with Haste, and when this creature uh, ETBs, it deals 1 damage to any target.
2: Um, yes, I mean, Outlaw's Merriment is just its just a solid card. It makes creatures every turn, and it does stuff by itself, and it allows and you awesome. to come back from creature board wipes, which is, So this card is like... I just feel like it's a lot more versatile than Vigilante Justice, and so it feels like a better fit in the deck.
0: Yeah, so it creates humans as well, which we do like. Um, We like having humans for Jarina to buff. So we could um, be
1: making a 5-1.
0: In theory, with Trample and Haste. Right. In theory, it could be a 6-1. With Judith? Yeah. Yeah, so, um, but I I think this is a very strong deck, a very strong card for our deck because we're pumping out creatures every turn that are then going to become larger with Jarina. and as a result, we can hopefully flood our opponents with creatures and deal large amounts of damage. Um. But the next card that we're going to remove, our third card, is Sanctuary Blade. It's a two-mana artifact equipment, and when it becomes, or as it becomes attached to a creature, choose a color. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus zero, and has protection from the last chosen color. So, like, if you, every time you equip it, you choose a color, and then it has protection from that, the creature has protection from that color.
1: It's fine.
0: Yeah, it. I like it's, the code design. But. Yeah,
1: I like what it's doing. It's just I think for a three mana equip cost, it's not really just it's not good enough. Yeah, we've already we've already kind of gone over this card in past episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, you might as well we just
2: use like the Swift Felt boots. Swift Um but yeah, I mean we've we've established it's just a little too expensive and three mana to equip is kind of a high price to pay, especially in a deck like this. Where we're trying to make a lot of creatures and get rid of them. And so there's some cards that just have our much larger payoffs in this deck that we would rather play. Uh for example (laughs) Sadistic Hypnotist. So Sadistic Hypnotist is three black black for a two-two creature human minion, and it has the activated ability, sacrifice a creature, target player discards two cards. Activate this ability only any time you could cast a sorcery. So I mean, this card is just like really, really strong. It's, it's five mana, really which is not a cheap price to pay. But if you're turning out creatures in your early game, you have like ten creatures out by a sadistic Hypnotist. This, this, if you want to, you can sacrifice all these creatures and essentially make all of your opponents discard their hands and le- make them top deck, which is super, super strong, and it can just put you so far ahead with card advantage where your opponents just won't be able to catch up because you have the answer for everything. You just have every card you would need access to at this point. So this is a really strong card in general, but it works especially well in a deck where we're creating tokens and other things. This also curves out well with uh, Jarena. So you can play turn four Jarena, turn five Sadistic Hypnotist and Sacrifice uh, a token or some other creatures to make opponents discard cards. So this it is just
0: we're not in card draw colors, but I would like card advantage colors. Traditionally, we in we do have red and uh red and white in the deck, but um this will allow us to amass large amounts of card advantage. So I think this is a very good card to help level the playing field with our opponents in the colors that we're in.
2: Yeah, you you know what they say: if you can't join them, beat them. So,
0: do they actually say that?
2: No, they say, if you can't beat them, join them. But oh, we're, playing, we're playing Mardu here, so
0: Got if it. we can't
2: join them in the card drawing, we'll have to beat them by forcing them to not have any ability to
0: draw or cards. Or
1: kill them. You know, killing them is also another way to do it. Also acceptable.
0: One way that you don't kill them is Bonders ornament, which is a very terrible artifact. Uh, We don't like three this card. Mana, three mana for... Ezra, you um, don't need to read artifact. it. We,
1: we've We've mentioned this on both of the other...
0: Well, it's maybe a, they haven't listened to it. It taps it to add... Clunky, uh, if you haven't listened, listen. listen. Yeah, it's it's a bad... It's like a slightly better list, so technically it's strictly better, but it's really not.
2: It just... Like, it, go it play Spinning Wheel. I've a draw card ability.
0: Spinning and Wheel's better.
2: We've kind of established that it's just... It's, it's clunky, it's expensive, and it's not what you want to be playing in a deck. And so there's just so much better... There's much... A lot of access to ramp that's just so much better... And it's cheap, and there's no reason why you would play this card in a deck, really, unless you just have no access to other cards.
0: It's so assuming this card goes down to three cents, I'll put it in some decks. But as long as it hovers around twenty-five, I'd rather play a card like Spinning Wheel, which uh, you can pay five and tap it to tap target creature. So this for this deck would be even better because then we can use it to tap down a potential blocker. So I'd rather put in Spinning Wheel for this deck, but we have an even better. Artifact that we want to play to help us ramp out Drina Kudro on turn three. Yeah, and that card is Talisman of Conviction. It's the boros Talisman. If you listen to the podcast before, you know we're a big fan of these, or at least like the seven that are budget. And uh anyways, the Talisman of Conviction is two mana for an artifact, taps for colorless, but also taps to add a um, a well, you pay one life, and then you can either add a red or white.
2: Yeah, so I mean, we've kind of established that two-mana ramp is typically better than three-mana ramp. And it also allows us to cast our commander on turn three, which is something that always feels nice to do, get your commander out of turn early. So I mean, Maybe it's, it's not that complicated of a decision here. It's just making cheaper, more effective ramp in this situation.
0: Right. So if you do have a five mana commander though, then we do suggest running like half, half two, half two, half three. So that way you can stay under budget because normally two mana ramp is going to be more expensive than That's your three mana ramp. Better. Yeah, three mana ramp. We have all of the manalith variations. So geode, spinning wheel. Uh, now we've got bonders, orderman, I guess, manolith itself. And those are all like, uh, those are all like ten, ten 10 cents or something. Yeah. Anyway,
1: I, mean, I, I think basalt well- monolith is a little bit more, but
0: yeah, basalt man, um, basalt monolith is more, but that's slightly different. But um, true. Anyways, we're all unexpectedly absent from school.
1: I mean, it's not very unexpected. Yeah. So, kind of. I, I'm exam- I'm ruining yeah, your segue. I'm sorry.
0: Bully. Stop bullying me. Going no, on. So, it's Charlie's code, going. he was supposed to do this segue.
2: Yeah, so as we, as you may have just heard, Unexpectedly Absent is the next card we're going to be taking out of the deck here. So Unexpectedly Absent is X, white-white for an instant. Put target non-land permanent, but put target non-land permanent into its owner's library just beneath the top X cards of that library. So this allows you to... Essentially, tuck a creature X cards deep and you pay X.
1: So, this is just a. Tuck was gone. Remove spell. I would rather play like Cast Down or or Murder or just a normal kill you spell.
0: Or Fiend Hunter.
1: Or Fiend Hunter. Uh, Fiend Hunter is one white and a white for a 1 3 creature human cleric. Uh, when Fiend Hunter enters the battlefield, you may exile another target creature. When Fiend Hunter leaves the battlefield, return that exiled card to the battlefield under its owner's control.
0: Yeah, yeah. this is just a, a all around better code. It's cool. And I mean, it. The
1: but I mean,
2: it coincidentally happens to be a human, and we would like humans for this deck, as you may have guessed at this point. So then he'd be a three-three. It's a very simple, or like, it's a fairly comparable replacement, and it's a human, so I, this is just a good replacement.
1: Yeah. Alright, yeah. now we're going to take a break from our uh, main topic and jump into some Ikoria previews. Ezra, why don't you get us started?
0: Yep, so our card is Emogent Ultimatum. And Emotion Ultimatum is black, black, green, 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 blue, blue. So 7 mana. It's the beginning of the u- new ultimatum cycle, or the, the finishing of the cycle from all the way back in Alara, which is before we all started playing. And uh, anyways, I'm happy to see these because I do like the Alara ultimatums. But anyways, this is the SoulTai one. It's a sorcery, search your library for up to 3 monocolored cards with different names and exile them. An opponent chooses one of those cards. Shuffle that card into your library. You may cast the other cards without paying their mana cost. Exile Emotion Ultimatum. Charlie, are you going to put this in your Muldrotha deck?
2: Um, maybe. There are... Rise of the Dark Realms. Uh, already in uh, a 7 mana you win the game spell. Um, Because there, there's just a lot of ways that you can win with 3 cards. Or yeah, so there's already on the internet there's tons of ways to win just with this one spell. So this is a really strong card. It's seven mana win the game essentially, as long as your opponents have no interaction. Um but I don't know, it it's not it's a it's a very strong card, but I don't know if it's exactly what I do in Maldrosa. Don't get me wrong, this is this is really cool though. I like this
0: card a lot. Yeah, Rise of the Dark Realms and then two other stupid things. And then <laughs> oh,
2: rise of the dark realms, yeah.
0: But then they won't do rise of the dark realms, no, so you dude, just get your
2: secrets. Things. You just get two stupid things. That that's my that's my trap card.
0: It's not a trap card. No We've one in trap in my trap card. Oh, they say why don't you do uh, omniscient no creators council and nix bloom ancient? Oh, enter the infinite Jace Architect of Thought in doubling season.
2: Yeah, no, there's there's already infinite combos with like Hulk lines and stuff. But um, if you don't want to play an on um, an auto win with this card, I mean, it's just it's just a very cool card. It's a good ultimatum. And yeah, I'm not that they're um, making it cycle. I
0: I really do love this cycle.
2: The ultimatums yeah. are. Cool.
1: It is very cool. Um,
0: Hang on, let, let me read off the other ultimatums. So the the original ultimatums were from the Shards of Alara block. And um Yeah, they're from the Shards of Alara set. So Cruel Ultimatum, Titanic Ultimatum, Brilliant Ultimatum, Violent Ultimatum, Clarion Ultimatum. Those are the ones that and then Yeah yeah, so that's it. Yeah,
2: so all of the ultimatums are are in a three-color combination, and so they cost uh, seven mana. So X
0: it's, X Y Y Y Z Z.
2: Yeah, and so and then why we're, why we're,
0: is the central of the the center of the triumph?
2: Yeah. So in Brilliant Ultimatum, it's white white blue 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 black black. So and so for the other ultimatums, but um, so we're finishing that cycle here. And we're seeing some really cool cards. So the ultimatums are just very interesting because they're all sorceries, as far as we've seen. But they're all very hard to cast and have super strong effects, which is always fun to see in Magic. Because playing big things and doing very casting strong, impactful spells is always fun and cool to see.
0: So Clarion Ultimatum is not that great of a card. So... Well, well, it was. it's just a giant ramp card because it has to search for permanents that have the same name. And since it's a singleton format, people play it in um, uh, Morphon more Petitioners. I've seen that, people playing in Morphon Petitioners, because you can go get five more Petitioners. Or uh, it's just a giant ramp spell because you target, like, forest, forest, plains, plains, mountain, oh, island. And then you go and you two up five lands. So seven mana, two up five lands It's not a bad rate.
2: Yeah, I mean there's definitely better things you can be doing at seven mana, but it's it's
0: fine. And then then here's another thing of trivia. Four of them have to do with the number five, and then stupid violent ultimatum has is three. So cruel ultimatum makes everyone uh, your opponent anyways. Titanic ultimatum like buffs your creatures, cruel ultimatum makes them lose five life, you gain five life. Brilliant ultimatum, you remove the top five oh you exile the top five cards of your library. Clarion ultimatum, choose five permanents you control. Violent ultimatum, destroy tar- three target permanents. Like, come on. <laughs> they had to ruin the pattern. It was close. Five target non-land
1: permanents, there. I fixed it, guys. Five?
0: Five would target have been non-land
1: more? permanents.
0: Oh, five target non-land permanents. I-, I think that would have been fine.
1: Right? I don't know. Because, well, like, if it's five permanents, then you just nuke five other lands and just, like, <laughs> ha ha
0: Well, we just got a almost strictly better ultimatum, but we will talk about that later after Narset of the Ancient Way. And i of creation,
2: but... Yeah, Yeah, so Narset is one of the new Planeswalkers in Ikoria, so she is returning. This Narset, we have had some very historically strong Narsets, so we'll see. This Narset is one blue-red-white, so one in a Jeskai, for a legendary Planeswalker, Narset. Narset starts with 4 loyalty, and then you can plus 1, you gain 2 life, add blue, red, or white, spend this mana only to cast a non-creature spell, minus 2, draw a card, then you may discard a card. When you discard a non-land card this way, Narset of the Ancient Way deals damage equal to that card's converted mana cost to target creature or planeswalker, and for her ultimate, minus 6, you get an emblem with, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, this emblem deals 2 damage to any target.
0: Well, uh, After two of, like, some of the best planeswalkers of all time and no-set potter veils and no-set transcendent...
2: Yeah, and uh, the... One of the strongest... Previously one of the strongest... Commanders. Commanders of all time, and still a very strong commander. Uh, uh, and
0: Narset. also and also a signature spell that is now one of the most played blue spells Commander. so literally i'm just i searched no set and i see no set reversal no set of veils no set transcendent no set light master four of the like strongest cards in the jessica colors and then we just kind of get this poopoo head
2: yeah i mean narseth's interesting
0: Berries with the microphone she's that's not, not a bad cool. but she's not amazing not i i just don't yeah yeah it's it, <laughs>
2: Good and standard, I guess. But deck- after four
0: amazing no set codes, it's like meh. Yeah, it's so underwhelming.
2: You add
0: one. I believe it's- this is the first Jessica Planeswalker, though. I'm going to fact check that while you guys continue. Uh,
2: I mean, th- th- I don't think this is going to be played a ton in Commander. This is cool in this draw a card and discard a card. Ability is interesting as removal, but that ultimate definitely feels pretty underwhelming.
0: I mean, you can do it after three two turns.
2: turns? Yeah, two no, turns. No, no,
0: you have to take two turns, turns, and then you have to activate the ultimate. So yeah, so
2: on the like, third three turn, three.
0: but that's turn seven, essentially. And everyone's going to be targeting this thing. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> walkers are giant magnets, especially in younger metas, because...
2: I think I think Waxy has... Walkers. What's he's established that they're really trying to shy away from the the plus one do something minus right. three removal spell and ultimate game oh, it's, ending.
0: It's like plus one and plus two draw card. Yeah. Minus, minus two or minus three. Minus three. Removal, removal. Minus eight in the game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so
1: kinda, is- I they 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 learned after uh Oko.
0: Very hero. No, well, no, not not Oko's not win the game. Oko was just stupid. That wasn't really a uh, draw card. That was them totally just messing up with that plus one in the elk. But um, it's they really thing started thing. to rethink. It. I think it was to fairy hero of Dominary that totally yeah. screwed up that model. And then they're like, we're not going to do that anymore. And then no set happened, and to fairy happened, like a to fairy time Raveler. And then Oko happened, and then they, they're like, we need to fix planeswalkers. And then now we have no set. So. Yeah, they
2: kind of started throwing switching up with, like, War of the Spark with just the Minus Planeswalkers. Right.
0: Well, they had to do something big for War of the Spark, right? Because it's the Planeswalker set.
2: Yeah. But, yeah. but um, this Narset's just—it just feels underwhelming. Like, you're working up, you're taking all these turns, you're plus oneing Narset, and you're just gaining two life every turn. And now you're like, oh, I'm an ultimate, and then you do, and it's like— well, hmm. I'm,
0: I'm actually fine uh, with this because this card's probably gonna balance out around oh, $1, I have to
2: two dollars. slash, you
0: know. Well, I think it's gonna balance out at like one dollar, one to two dollars, or three dollars maybe. Yeah, this then, will
2: definitely, this definitely won't be too expensive, which is it'll nice. It'll be a
0: budget staple for us forever. We can put it as a four-drop planeswalker, and uh, no, but I I do I really like this card design, and I'm glad that Wizards didn't try to. Like they're, they're, they're fixing the power creep. I I don't think they should push planeswalkers anymore for like a little bit of time. Let us recover from banning Oko in every single format imaginable. Uh, really? For Commander. Yeah. I don't. I don't even know how many formats Oko's still legal in. Like bci sanctioned.
2: Planeswalker. Planeswalkers just carries so much. They like. I feel like they carry so much more potential than all other card types.
0: Yeah. Oko was banned in five formats standard pioneer modern brawl historic historic's not a paper format though so but like out of the five big competitive paper formats standard pioneer modern legacy vintage it's yeah, only legal in the eternal format. and it's Oco still
2: probably... A of legacy
0: well yeah it's still really good in like legacy Shop's decks because it makes like art- it makes artifacts it's well oko's you know, a disaster it's
2: it's 4c 4 color oko control it's just a thing in Legacy, and it's played in Vintage, even. Oko is just, a, like, completely busted, and it kind of gave Watsi, like, a big slap hey. across the face.
0: Hey, if this becomes bad enough, like, terrifying enough in Legacy and Vintage, Oko is down to $9.41. It's and almost it- a commander treat. Once it gets banned out of Legacy and Vintage, it's all ours. ha ha! I love elking things. It's not that great, commander. Though, like the it, it's it's not amazing. Commander. It's, it's ultimate after one just turn.
2: Just doesn't carry as much value because its ability to control the board is a lot more relevant when it's one v one versus one.
0: Just turn everything into an elk. No, this card would not be that good if it was a minus one. Like if elking things was a minus one, this card would be nowhere near as problematic as it is. But be- because it can plus, it, like, doubly protects itself, so they can't kill it. Yeah, they okay. but, has You such turn your level. 1-1 into a 3-3, and then you tone their 6-6 into a 3-3, and then you tone Well, I mean, Oko's just a uh, good in commander because it elks uh, commanders. Yeah. So, you, like, elk though? no. It said. doesn't remove oh, no, them, like, but, no like... like that's why No-Set is good, because it has natural hex- Hex-proof uh, No-Set and Line Mastery, but yeah, um... Yeah, Because it doesn't
1: remove them, but at the same time,
0: it's... Yeah, it, like, it effectively puts them out of the game. Like, the, the colored, It turns into an elk. Right, yeah. Um,
2: yeah, Oka is just, like, so hard to kill because his loyalty gets so ho- high in their are not very many Planeswalker removal cards in Magic. I can Here's think three. of, like, one targeted Planeswalker. I think of two off the
1: top of my head. Standard, and that's Heroes the Elder downfall,
0: Spell. Elder Spell. Yeah. Hero's Downfall, Elder Spell. Murderous Rider. Murderous Rider, there you go. That's three black cards.
2: So, I mean, it's just... It's, Better it's be reply
0: black.
1: Alright. Back to... The- let's get back on track here um next card on our list is song of creation it is one a green a blue and a red for an enchantment you may play an additional land on each of your turns whenever you cast a spell draw two cards at the beginning of your end step discard your hand i love what this card is doing
0: it's so cool yeah i i love the card design on this as well um very well-made card. There's not that much to say for it, except it's brews Paradise. Like, Timo lots of lands, draw lots of cards, do fun stuff. Seems like it would be a uh, feels good kind of stone. you super broken, but yeah.
1: you discard your hand at the end of the turn.
0: Right, right, right. Alright, next up is Eerie Ultimatum. I'm just gonna go through our last two ultimatums, and so Eerie Ultimatum is... Oh, I accidentally closed out. Eerie Ultimatum is the Abzan Ultimatum, so white, black, and green. So, okay, got it. Eerie Ultimatum is white, white, black, 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 green, green. For sorcery, return any number of permanents with different names from your graveyard to the battlefield. This is very good. Like, you just reanimate everything, basically. In Commander, you just take get everything back. Yeah. Definitely. It's almost a better Rise of the Dark Realms, except it only uses your graveyard. It's also is good. It's just permanent cards. It's very, very good. Oh, and then Rise of the Dark Realms is only creatures?
2: Yeah, all creatures not all graveyards.
0: That is very good. All right, and then, the, yeah, that's solid card. Last one Ruinous Ultimatum. I think this is my candidate for the best ultimatum so far. Uh, red, red, white, 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 black, black sorcery and destroy all non-land permanents your opponent's control simple destructive very very good yeah has sort of likeness to cyclonic rift Rift. yeah except cyclonic rift is easier to cast easier to cast also like 20 dollars and an instant only only in one color yeah it's not as good as cyclonic rift i still don't think but um Best card they've printed for Modu, like straight up Modu in a while, I think. Yeah, definitely Uh, helps up the Modu color combination. Also, I'd play this in a lot of five color decks. Like if I have good enough fixing, I think I can do it.
2: (laughs) It's a big task. It's a big
0: task. Well, we could we could try it. It, It's fine in Golos though, because you're you're very good at fixing in Golos because you just two drop lands. But um, it's a definitely good card for Modu, and. Once once we know all the prices of these new cards, I would suggest putting Ruinous Ultimatum in this Ruthless Larger Mint deck if it's cheap. Even oh, if yeah. it's not
1: cheap, we suggest it if you have the money.
0: Right. Slam it. Very, very, very good code. Okay, let's get on with it. Number six, Humble Defector.
2: Uh, Yeah, so we're deciding to remove Humble Defector for a few reasons we'll get to in a minute, but... Humble Defector is 1 in a red for a 2-1 creature, Human Rogue, and Humble Defector can tap to draw 2 cards. Target opponent gains control of Humble Defector. Activate this ability only during your turn. So, Humble Defector is a 2 mana, draw 2 cards once, and then your opponent starts drawing cards. So this has some cool politics abilities, but it, it, you can also activate it... A, only during your turn. So you, it has to go around the table an entire for an entire turn cycle once before you can activate it. So right. it's fine, but there's definitely better cards that we can replace it with.
0: Right, we, we have better card draw in the form of Mentor of the Meek, which is also a human. Two and a white for a creature a human soldier. Whenever another creature with power two or less enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay one. If you do, draw a card. Simple. And uh, also, all of our tokens are... Uh, because they enter the battlefield and then they, they they don't get seen by Jarena, right? The tokens they enter and then when they enter,
1: they, they are still one. They one enter a chest, and they're then- still one
0: one, right? So we can trigger Mentor of the Meek, and then and then they get affected by Jarena and become power three, but no, until no, 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 then, no, no, no.
2: it's a it's a static effect. It triggers. Does it? Does it? I don't know. Um,
0: we let don't me, want I'll it to trigger. We it. want it to be 2 or less. So I yeah, you look, 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 look up the rulings like that. on that. Oh, uh, only as it enters the battlefield. So here, I'm reading the rulings. Once the ability triggers, raising that creature's power above 2 won't affect that ability. So reducing it to 2 or less after it enters the battlefield. No. So, okay, so it works. It works. So when it when it enters, as long as it has 1 power, or two, 1 or 2 power, it's fine. Oh, zero, one or 2 power. It's fine. So yeah, it 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 should work if I'm reading this reading uh, this uh the ruling correctly. Yay. Okay. Yeah, next up number 7 Titan of Eternal Fire. Uh Titan
1: of Eternal Fire is five in a red for a 5/6 creature giant. Uh each human you control has pay red, tap it. Uh this creature does one damage to target creature or player. Uh we're getting rid of this for a couple reasons. One, six mana for a 5-6. Vanilla value, it's not good. Two, it's not a human, so it doesn't get I mean, buffed.
0: It's fine for the vanilla, but it's not even a human. It's really slow. Like, Wait, basically on, giving them gonna... all, like, flamed out or something. Three.
1: Why would okay. we cap our humans uh, and pay mana when we can just attack with them?
0: I like that logic. All right, but we have better six drops that we can replace it with, such as Harmonious Archon. Harmonious Archon. Wow, we're talking about a lot of white cards today. Weird. Four (laughs) white white for creature Archon. Four five. Flying and non-Archon creatures have base power and toughness. Three three. And When it enters the battlefield, create two one one white human creature tokens. So we already like those creature tokens. They're going to become three ones, except they have base power and toughness. Five three. So it basically makes all of our creature, like all of our humans, five threes. At a bare minimum Ooh. and that's like ridiculous oh if we have jarina but that's it's ridiculous i don't know why this wasn't even in the deck in the first place now uh, maybe printed too recently not sure but this is such a great card for the deck so yeah harmonious Archon definitely go in the deck and now Kelsey in the plague you plague, U- plague Charlie. plague right, Kel- charlie charlie where did he go i'm oh, sorry
2: um yeah so we kind of spoiled it we are removing kelsey and the plague from the deck so Kelsian is as we said a red white and a black for a 2-2 legendary creature human assassin with vigilance and haste Kelsian get the plague gets plus one plus one for each experience counter you have and you can tap Kelsian, and kelsey deals one damage to target creature you don't control when that creature dies this turn you get an experience counter so uh we can establish this. Kelsian's like Tim, but he has vigilance and haste and he gets bigger. But
1: he's this really he's isn't a
0: lackluster. Yeah. deck. Right. And we also uh, have
1: switched the theme a lot yeah. more to aristocrats.
0: Yeah, we're moving towards a more aristocrat style deck anyway, so I don't I don't think Kelsey is going really long with our game plan.
2: Yeah, Kelsey just just doesn't feel Super fluid with the deck, and also that tap ability. In order for Kelsin to get bigger, when that creature dies this turn, feels really hard to achieve. Like you need to kill a creature every turn in order for Kelsey to get bigger every turn, and it just doesn't 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 feel great. And so there's better cards that we can replace it with that work better at the deck,
1: uh, such as Campbell Console of Accolation. Allocation. Allocation? Allocation. Yep. Okay. Campbell, Consul yep. of Allocation. Uh, He is 1, a white, and a black for a 2-3 legendary creature human advisor. Uh, whenever an opponent casts a non-creature spell, that player loses 2 life and you gain 2 life. It's a simple deterrent for people casting non-creature spells. There's not much more to it. It's good. It's cheap. It's a deterrent.
2: Yeah. is just a really good card, generally. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Ezra, why don't you read the next card that we are going to get rid of? Ezra! Ezra! We're going to cut this part out, don't worry. I know.
2: okay so let's keep talking um we'll just keep going so uh magus of the wheel is uh so we the next card we're going to be removing here is magus of the wheel so magus of the wheel is a red card so magus of the wheel is two and red specifically for a creature human wizard the magus is a three three and it has the activated ability one in a red tap sacrifice magus of the wheel each player discards his or her hand, then draws seven cards. So this is uh, reminiscent to Wheel of Fortune. And so uh, pretty well-known card here. But we just think that it's it's cool and it's nice to have a wheel in the deck. But there's cards that just will just work, work a little better uh, with our game plan.
1: Especially when we're switching to an aristocratic theme, such as...
0: Teysa Karlov is two white and a black for a legendary creature, human advisor. And if a creature dying causes a triggered ability of opponent, you control to trigger that ability triggers an additional time and creature tokens you control have vigilance and lifelink. So this doubles up all of our death triggers, which we do have uh, a decent amount of in the deck also gives all of our giant creature tokens oh, giant humans vigilance and lifelink
1: honestly i think the biggest part about that is we're going to be like we're going to be so aggressive and t- attack swinging out almost every single turn but then you play Tasa and now you can swing with them and keep them back for blocks because they've got vigilance but also you're gaining tons and tons of life so personally i think that this is just an amazing card for the deck
0: yeah, this with harmonious Alcon is just stupid. When you have your when you're running around with your five three vigilance and life links.
2: Yeah, very very good.
0: All right, moving All right. on. We've got our last card that we're moving, which is captivating crew.
1: Captivating crew is three in a red for a four three creature human pirate. Uh, you can pay three in a red to gain control of target creature and opponent controls until end of turn. Untap that creature; it gains haste until end of turn. Activate this ability only at a time you could cast a sorcery.
0: I mean, yeah, this is this is fine. I guess I like where the cards going,
1: but at the same time, I'd rather just play like the three mana, like hijack, for example. You know.
0: Right, I mean, it's it's good as a human, but we definitely have um better things to progress our game plan. Um, but this is definitely one of the cards that you can keep in the deck, um, along with Megas of the Wheel, Kelsian, and uh, yeah, the we the first six that we took out, we're pretty sure we want to take out, but we definitely yeah, that, want to keep because
1: we don't want Titan of the Final Fire in.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Kelsey and Magus and Captivating Crew are fine to keep in the deck. They're already humans. Help us with our synergy. We just found but better there's also some similar cards, right, 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 that we found better in Campbell, Tasa, Karlov, and Archetype of Aggression. And Archetype of Aggression is one red red for an enchantment creature, human warrior, three two. Creatures you control have trample, and creatures your opponents control lose trample and can't have or gain trample. So giving all of our three, three power, five power creatures trample allows us to get in for larger sums of damage, and also stopping our opponents from having trample is just added on. It's just gravy. Honestly, the that for gravy. me,
1: that might be the biggest ability because a lot of our creatures are going to have one health, so they're not going to be great against trample. But then you play archetype of aggression, and you don't have to worry about it.
0: I mean, it kind of depends on what type of meta you uh, play in. I know I would very much like this card if I owned uh, if I owned a copy of it. I put it on all of my red decks because because there's Miles who plays his giant twelve twelve Galta deck. Who is you come out a
1: and- him, and I'm very upset.
0: Oh well, sadness. It's it's the out Nice, nice looking Galta.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh. Okay. Anyways, Galta if Giant Tyrannosaurus. Instead
1: of a card, please email us because I need to th-
0: out- email youngpyrocast at gmail.com. Help Miles fix his Galta. Those things are expensive too. The promos. It was like
1: it was close to ten bucks. It was very upset, and it's like it's one of my favorite arts.
0: Yeah, it's like big, big roaring dude. Yeah, they sell for eleven twenty.
1: I got it for like nine bucks.
0: It was great. Yeah, the well, the main ones are like five bucks if you just try to buy the I've original. I got the
1: main one and I've got that one.
0: Also, you can just you can just switch them out if you need to.
1: But that one looks but, much prettier, even with a creep. Yeah, it's
0: nicer. It's the nicer roaring dude running towards the front of the card, and he looks like he's about to break through the front of the cardboard. All right, all right, we are done here. Let's click random generator on Skribfall.
1: Yep. Three. Two. Two.
0: One. Two. One. Pew. Pew. Oh. You're talking I about go. it. let I win.
2: The Elder Spell.
0: Very my. I, I'm clicking again because mine wasn't even a code. It was a Vanguard, which is like a niche format that no one plays. Key- Chancellor of the Forge.
1: I don't know how to say this. What is it? Kiyomaro, First to Stand.
0: Oh. Uh, one of the one of the Kamigawa things, right? The temple-looking thing.
1: Yeah, it's Kamigawa. Is, Is
0: it a land? No, no. Kiyomaro, Kiyomaro flew to stand from Sabers. No, it, it's the one with uh, PT. Legendary <laughs> star, star. Uh, uh.
1: Kayomara Kiyomaro. Kiyomaro.
0: Kiyomaro, um, power and toughness. Come are on, you, to you're toughness. the anime mode. You're supposed to know Japanese. This is a Japanese name.
1: I, 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 I get that. Thank you.
0: The, the, but why is it hard then? I don't know. I'm not even Japanese. Kiyomaro. It's Kiyomaru. pretty simple. So think it's toughness good.
1: are equal to the number of cards in your hand. As long as you have four or more cards in your hand, Kiyomaro has vigilance. Whenever Kiyomaro deals uh, damage, if you have seven or more cards in your hand, you gain seven life. Oh, this is fantastic. Mono this, white. Is a,
2: done talking. this is a mono-white card draw payoff.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> it's payoff. Ow. <laughs> payoff for mono-white as if... they Because uh, they don't have any issues drawing cards, you know? None. Mm. None! It's not like this should be a blue card
1: or anything.
2: It's not like it's kind of like... A weird Sturmgeist.
1: Sturmgeist?
0: You're oh Sturmgeist. my god,
1: I got a second white creature when I hit it again. Nice. Not creature, just white card. I guess. What are
0: the chances? Alright, anyways, I got Chancellor of the Forge, which is one of those that you can reveal from your opening hand, but it literally just creates a goblin, so whatever. Yeah, I
2: have the Elder Spell.
0: So. Oh, Charlie wins. Alright, I have some... Oh, Magic kill- Gabber- yep. trivia. Trial of Knowledge. This week is it guild. Or... Yeah, this week is Demir. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, what is the full name of Demir, the guild? House of Demir, or House Demir. House Demir. Uh, um, was the Perun?
2: The Perun, as in like Nirv,
0: is it? No, the Peruns were the. Lazav is not the Perun. It's the uh well the person the original guildmaster. I don't know how they want is me it to a, pronounce is it that it. um is it that Terrin, the woman? Nope. It is not a troda He's dead. The guild the taroon is dead. He had he has a code. He has a code.
2: A card.
0: Yep. Seven mana. Three I, blue I, blue I, black I... black. <laughs> Starts with the letters S Z. I, I, I like I couldn't tell you. Sadek. I've never Sodec. heard of
2: him. Never heard
0: of him. really.
1: Never heard of him. Oh
0: well, he has a card. He okay. he's the one when you deal combat damage to a player, you can uh you, uh you put that many plus one plus one counters on it, and then or they when it deals combat damage to a player, they don't take any damage. They just mill that many cards, and then put that many one one counters on it. So then you're just constantly milling them for more and more. It's not a very good code. Uh who's the guild leader? Yitrata. No.
2: I think I just said it. Uh what is it oh. called? Lazav.
0: It's Lazav. Yeah. Uh the guild hall.
2: Watery grave.
0: No. Their guild <laughs> I don't, I don't uh, they, the guild hall. I don't even know any of halls. They were in the original Ravnica. Is it a land? yeah no they were they were you know all those lands the colorless lands that had an activated ability there was a cycle of them they were all the guild halls except some of them got de- like destroyed some of them oh. Yep. oh like v2 gazi like v2 gazi yeah and then oh i don't know dusk mantle oh dusk mantle, oh, yeah. that's dusk that's mantle. house of shadow is the code yeah. And here, I'll read it off. Dusk Mantle, Shadow is, uh, Dusk Mantle House of Shadow is a land, taps for colorless, and you can pay blue and black and tap it, and then someone mills one. Good. Oh, when we say I mill, is- it means target player, oh, the player puts the top card of their library into their graveyard. Okay, we've got last last trivia thing. What were their mechanics? Each guild has a mechanic, In each of the times we went to Ravnica, they had their own unique mechanic. I know what it so, is. Okay, well, they had three of them. Oh, we, we forgot to do this for Azorius. What is it? Azorius's were, were were different. We can go back and do Azorius some other time, like after oh, we're done we're, with we're we're this. On on. So veil vale was vale. guilds. So guilds of Ravnica, and then re- yeah. the return to. So this was guilds of Ravnica block, and then what was what was the return to Ravnica? Uh, hexproof. Mechanic. No, it's not an evergreen mechanic. No. Why would it be hexproof? That's weird. I and don't then, know. Hmm. Um, it uh, it, it it's a major player now in the uh raw. Oh, uh, not raw. The underworld breach lotus storm deck in pioneer. It, the one of the cards.
2: Oh, tr- uh, the transmute. Uh, that
0: that's ravnica. That's the original ravnica city of guilds. So you got that one. Uh, but that that's not pioneer. Pi- pioneer lotus storm. The big cards that it's on is in the Raw of Storm deck. Oh, not Raw. I keep on saying the Raw of Storm deck. Oh, it's, that the was- that, it's the card oh, that really
2: attaches and it does stuff when you hit.
0: Yeah. Hidden mm. Strings.
2: Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but...
0: Cypher. Mm, yes.
2: There's
0: a... Uh, okay, so uh, and Cipher and Surveil. Demir. Okay, here, here. here's the best one. All right, do the Signet flavor text. Go. Kidding, kidding.
2: Oh, I've actually, like, read this. Yeah. <laughs> the sick... The oh,
0: no, sig-
1: I, I read, like, Locket flavor text or something. Yeah, I don't even no, know. I read it. a lot. Guys, for, yeah. before we end, I must announce my new favorite cards. Okay, go. Now I know my ABCs.
0: Oh, yeah, the the, the silver-bordered card, the yep, unhinged one.
1: one blue-blue for an enchantment. It is from Unhinged, so it's not actually legal in anything. But... At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control permanence with names that include all 26 letters of the English alphabet, you win the game.
0: Now I know my ABCs. Next time won't you sing with Steve? Steve, Steve, Steve. Steve, 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 Steve,
1: Steve. Steve, 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 Steve. Steve, 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 Steve. Okay. Um thank you guys for listening.
0: Yep. Thanks for tuning in, and you can email us your questions, comments, and feedback to youngpyrocast at gmail.com. Great. Please leave us a review or a five star rating wherever you listen, be sure to like, share, subscribe, do whatever you can, um just, yeah, it it really helps out the podcast, helps us get out and stuff um, yeah we're trying to get out there, and also if you have any ideas for a episode 20 thing, or that's gonna be special or how to uncrease my
1: galta
0: or how to uncrease uh, Miles' galta or fun songs we can sing with Steve All right. Everybody, goodbye until later. Signing off from the team at the Empire Managers. Bye.